You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. And y'all, this is John. Welcome to the podcast, John. John. How you doing, man? Hey, hey everybody. I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm real good today. Don't know John. John is one of our loyal followers over on Twitter feed. He if you don't know John, a- he tweets sports. He he tweets that's all you need to know about John. He, this is literally the introduction. This is all you need. What does this, John do? It's what he, the man does. I tweet <laughs> sports. Uh, follow him over on Twitter. We're glad he's here. We got hosts this week, and it begins with John. He knows a girth of information of Georgia. Loves the Bulldogs. Glad he's here. And he's a fan just like us, Daniel. I don't know if you understand the type That's of right. we bring on. Um, That's the only type we're interested in. <laughs> because we're not gurus or insiders any stretch of the imagination. We don't take ourselves too seriously nor each other. We like to have fun because, after all, it's sports, y'all. What are we doing if it's not fun? Um, well, don't answer that because it's also heartbreaking and uh, misery. Yeah. So, but we, we might as well be Auburn fans. We Whoa. might as well be Alabama fans if it wasn't going to be fun, you know? Yeah. It's fun. Uh, Can't so- all be winners. Can't help you with um, Glad you're here over on the podcast or on YouTube. Glad you're here. Um, not fans. No, I'm sorry. We are fans. No gurus or insiders by insurance imagination. Daniel, how do they get in touch with us? Yeah, lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com is the email address. At dogs podcast is the Twitter. Um, we know there's a lot of new new listeners and subscribers out there. So feel free to reach out to us. We'd love your thoughts, your comments, your questions. Um, if you've got segment ideas, if you've got things that you want us to get to on the show, if you, you know, the mailbag is always open. So you can hit us up with uh, those types of things on the email. Again, lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. Or the Twitter at Dogs Podcast, um, or you can just tweet all your questions to John at John Tweet Sports, and he will answer them all. <laughs> just save, cut out the middleman because that's probably who, what we're going to ask anyway. So, um, yeah, and just subscribe on all the platforms: YouTube, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find it. Uh, leave us a rating, review, thumbs up, comment, subscribe, all the things that you can do help out the podcast a tremendous amount. Thanks for doing that. Um, so, John, we're back today. Uh, Clint and I were on here yesterday kind of giving some thoughts on the offensive side of the ball as it relates to the Auburn game. And um, I made the observation that, in my opinion, the biggest difference between this team and the elite teams that Georgia's had in the past is not the quarterback or the defense or the running backs, but it's the receivers, and particularly this young trifecta of receivers, A.D., Ladd, and Brock Bowers. Uh, So uh, love to get your thoughts on just the receiver position in general, including tight end, and then the future of the receiver position in Athens, which looks to be very bright. Yeah, I mean, guys, if if we started this year and said – we weren't going to have George Pickens. Kyrus Jackson was going to be banged up. Jermaine Burton was not going to be able to go a couple games. Um, Dominic Blaylock wasn't going to be back. Yep. I mean, Darnell Washington was going to miss four or five games. How would you guys have felt about the receiver position? Or just go back and listen. It's, it's actually documented. It's, it is actually yes, documented have, how we would have, have felt. Heard you, yeah. yeah, I have heard, I have heard you talk about it actually. No, I mean, these guys, I think there's, I think there's two, two things with the receiver position. Number one, um, 
it is a selfless group of people. You have, you know, mm. I, I, Kirby has talked about it. I think uh, other people talked about it. I, this, that room, they, they will catch the ball. They will block. They will stand on the sidelines and cheer for the other guy. Um, it is, it is certainly a selfless group. That's what stands out to me. I watched the game, you know, the Auburn game over the weekend. And, and I just saw, uh, especially that last drive. So if you go and you look at that last mm. touchdown drive for, for Zeus, where Georgia goes, um, down the field takes off six minutes a clock and just kind of somebody referred to this on one of the forums that I'm on as the Kirby death March where it's just yeah. lining up and coming at you and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. What, what I, what stood out to me was lad McConkey and Brock Bowers were blocking their tail off. These guys, yep. they were they're They're a true freshman a red shirt freshman, uh, you know, Lad McConkey, his story has been has been chronicled. No other Power Five offers, and these guys are out there blocking some some dudes on Auburn side. I mean, these weren't small That's guys exactly right. that, that these guys no. were absolutely mauling. And, no, the first yeah, the first drive on that screen mm-hmm. uh, that we got shut down. Brock missed his block in totality. It was yeah. an awful block. Yeah. It, was, it was, but then yeah. after that, it was like mm-hmm. either some coach got in his ear or he said, "From here on yeah. out, no one gets past well, me." Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's those moments in the game where the defense knows what you're going to do and you have these receivers on the side of the ball that can still beat them. So whether that's whether that's running the route and getting a first down or whether that's blocking and kind of, you know, uh, imposing your will, that's what stands out to me with these young guys. The future of, of Georgia's uh, offense, obviously, they have a lot to learn. I mean, you can go back and you can dissect, you know, route you can dissect um you know some of the some of the uh technique that they had you can dissect some of the blocking but the effort from these guys and just when you when you look at that list yesterday and you see georgia georgia beat auburn by by 24 and you had lad mcconkey and brock bowers and darnell washington were the were the number one uh one two and three receivers i mean it's a beautiful thing i don't know how you how you don't get excited about that yeah and then you just you, you sprinkle in a little Darnell Washington coming back out there, just snagging balls and running over. And that one-handed almost catch is the best almost catch I've ever seen in my entire life. Best thing I've ever seen in my in my entire life. Also, McCre- McCreary. I think McCreary was the DB on that play. Like, the, yeah. the guy's like six one, and he looked like <laughs> he looked like a freaking puppet like he was like it was like a it was like one of those puppets. You know, I don't know what you call them, but where you where the yeah. guys. You know, do the do the thing. It, oh, yeah, the Darnell, yeah, exactly. It looked like the, they had one of those on his hand. That guy looked very tiny compared to that large human. It's beautiful. Um, well, fellas, let's shift to the defensive side of the ball because, I mean, I feel like every week we get on the podcast trying to, and there's not. It's easy to talk about the offense. I mean, it's easy to gush about. JT in the games he's played, Stetson played an amazing game. The receivers, Zamir White has been every bit of the five-star that we hoped he would be uh, this season, and the offensive lines play great. But uh, we hadn't even talked about freaking Broderick Jones on the pod Ooh. yet this week. But Ooh. Broderick Jones, welcome to the starting lineup forever. You're here. Please. That's it. Todd, I love you, bro. I Keep him at left tackle. Move Jamari inside, yeah. and let's roll. Yeah, that's yeah. uh that's his spot. But let's talk about the defensive side of the ball because um another dominant performance they got in the end zone, and you know, Auburn fans will be celebrating that for generations to come. 
So congratulations to you. They'll tell, against... tell their grandkids that they scored a touchdown on this Georgia defense. That's right. I think they rolled Toomer's corner after the game. Got a touchdown. Just get that toilet paper out. Get it out. Get Start flinging it. Um, well, look, John, we've been talking about this defense all yeah. season. You've now watched six weeks of football. Uh, what stands out about the most dominant <clears throat> single unit in college football history? I mean, it's interesting that you say that because I keep waiting. You know, it's like we, we've we been Georgia fans. I've been Georgia sure. fan my whole life, right? You all have to. Yeah. You, you keep waiting, right? You keep waiting like somebody's going to figure it out. Somebody's going to somebody's going to find a wrinkle. Somebody's going to. And, and wow. I don't know that. I, no, I, I don't know that you can. I, I you're six. You're halfway through the season. It's not like they've, yeah. they, you know, obviously Georgia's had a talent advantage most of the games this year, but it's not like you, you saw what Arkansas did with Ole Miss. I mean, they put up 51 points and 600 yards yep. of offense and Georgia held that, that Arkansas offense to 165 yards. I, I mean, you look at that, <laughs> like, I, so what stands out to me, you know, I think is just, um, it, it's all the things that everybody talks about, but, but the, the depth I think is something that is just different. When you can, you know, I think Georgia yesterday or Saturday played uh, 28 guys on defense and like 20 of those played six or more snaps. So when you're rotating mm. guys in, when you have, you know, Chris Smith got hurt and walk on Dan Jackson comes in and leads Good the team in tackles. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's He's just that it is. It's just the depth. I think for me, this you know everybody's talked about that. But I went, I, I went and, and did some uh, did some research um, oh. on this. Oh. And so since two thousand one, only three teams have held um, have allowed less than ten points per game for an entire season. I love this. You know, I John, love this John, already. Do you want to guess what I'm those having three teams so are? much fun? I'm having so much fun. All right. So two thousand one, Miami. That okay. defense allowed nine point yeah. eight points per game. Sure. 2008 USC allowed nine okay. points per game, and 2011 Alabama allowed 8.2 points per game. Um, those teams three, any good? Well, those two of two of them won the national championship. Oh. One of them should have been in the national championship. I will argue this. 2008 USC, you had hmm. you had three three one loss teams. You had Florida, Oklahoma, and USC. And I think you know at that time. Sure. The brand of Oklahoma, that you know, whatever we can talk yeah. about that, but but I think USC should have been that game over Oklahoma personally. But those three teams are the only three teams in twenty years that have held for for an entire season have held opponents to under ten points per game. Georgia is currently holding opponents to five point five points per game, and that also includes that includes the pick six that wasn't even on the defense. But you got to go sure. back, you know, you, you can it's scored. So when you yeah, look at opponents that, points, yeah. Yep. So when you look at that, guys, and you say, all right, through six games, how did those other three teams do? Because, hmm. you know, this, this so, is that's where we are. Yep. So I went back to next level. We're going next gen stats. 2001 Miami through six games, whereas allowing 10.8 points per game. Oh. 2008 USC through six games was allowing 7.8 points per game. 2011 Alabama was allowing seven points per game. Georgia, 5.5. The average margin of victory through six games. Okay. Okay. 2001 Miami, it's 34. 
2008 USC, 33.7. 2011 Alabama, 30.7. 2021 Georgia, 34.3. So allowing less points per game and more margin of victory than what's arguably the best three defenses in the last 20 years are your 2021 Georgia Bulldogs. So I, I don't know. What, you know yeah. It's like, what, what do you more say? needs to like, be said? Yeah. Like, well, people, can, people can say, well, you haven't played anybody. And, you know, people will oh, they say, will say that. Yep. Oh, they will. They have. They already they already are. People yeah. will say, well, yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's, you know, um, a down season for certain teams. It's, you know, all these things mm-hmm. you you look in, and I don't know other than going back and saying, will you tell me the three best defenses or even two, let's just say 2001 Miami, 2011 Alabama. You tell me the most elite defenses in the last 20 years and Georgia is beating them in virtually all of the meaningful stats. every category. And, and, and when I look at that, I just, I just think like this is probably the best defense that college football has ever seen, at least through six games in 20 years. You know, the game has changed a lot. So let's just talk about like <laughs> this century. Right? Yeah. I was just going to say <laughs> 2001 and 2000. Those, those didn't have what we it's have not the for same, offensive now. It's not it's the not same the game. Same. No. Yeah. No. Uh, what I tell you all about the spreadsheets? What did I tell you all about the man coming with the spreadsheets? <laughs> we told, we told you. Came, we told our listeners came, yesterday. I'm just saying. He got, I, he got and I'll tell, you the, he, I'll tell you the other thing with margin of victory. Georgia has beaten the spread. By fourteen point seven points, like, like awesome. Vegas Vegas can't make a number that that's, for this defense. That's why they're putting out numbers like twenty four against the eleventh ranked team in the but country. Daniel, like you that's said twenty four, and you're like, oh, that's yeah. far too many points. Did you see what the man said? We're beating it's teams not. that average. It's not enough. Twenty four and a half no. is not enough points for what we do on a week in and week out. Yes. Yep. That's yep. beautiful. That's All right, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a little game. I got a little impromptu game I've just made oh. up in my head that we're gonna play with John. Uh, pre-production out the window. Throw it all away because this this little game, this little stats that he just rattled off intrigued me. All right, we're gonna yes. do that right after we come back. Uh, first, Clint's gonna tell you about this. Prize picks. If you haven't heard about it, you need to get over there right now. Prizepicks.com, your daily fantasy for college football. Uh, it offers more college football props than anyone in the world. Price Picks offers props that you can think of on yards, touchdowns, even interception throws. All of our users right now can get over there right now to prizepicks.com, put in promo code locked on, and get 100% up to $100 initial deposit match right now. Be sure to use the promo code locked on. You can pick two to five players over under their projections. Price Picks allowed mixed sports entries. It's an award winning app, both on the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe. And offers fast withdrawals. Promo code locked on in the promo code section on pricepicks.com or in the app. Download it today. Also, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. It's the place to go to buy all the parts that your car needs on the internet, um, whether it's interior, exterior, cosmetic, or mechanical. RockAuto.com has every part that your car will ever need. Why would you go to an auto parts store? That has one type of some of the parts that your car might need when you could go directly to that warehouse that the auto parts store is ordering their parts from and order from rockauto.com and get the guaranteed right part at the guaranteed lowest price. If you go to rockauto.com right now in the how'd you hear about section type locked on and get the best part for your car at a reliably low price, that is rockauto.com. 
type in locked on in the how'd you hear about us section. I like games, Daniel. So what game do you have for us? All right. So we're we're six games in to a 12-game regular season slate for the Georgia Bulldogs. And and we're just going with this magic number of 10 points per game. That's kind of what you that's right. what you set at like holding opponents to an average of 10 points per game. And so let's just look at the rest of the regular season, fellas. And I will ask each of you, who is the most likely team to score more than 10 points against this, this Georgia Bulldog defense in the six remaining games on the schedule? You must defend your answer. John, you have the floor, sir. Oh, man, me first. Um, gosh. Well, we know Florida's running the triple option. So it's not going to be Florida. Spoiler alert, it ain't Florida. <laughs> it ain't Florida. Again, it is. Again, give me the line to that game right now that, and watch geez, me spend so I, much money on Absolutely. It. I think that game is just going to be a massacre, but it's it's not here yet. Daniel, I look, here's I don't like this because I hate this school. Mm -hmm. Okay. But November 13th against Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I think out of everybody, they got that's, the best shot. They, they the got an offense rolling. Yeah, they can play. They <clears throat> they can take shots on the deep ball. And if we saw, yeah. look, Keely Ringo was in perfect coverage on that mm -hmm. catch by mm -hmm. D Rob on the sideline, y'all. Like there was nothing he could have yeah. done except maybe turn his head a nanosecond earlier, maybe get a hand up. That ball was I, I don't know how the laws of yeah. gravity stopped existing for a moment. <laughs> so. You give me Tennessee because I think they have five flying. I think they could take deep shots down the field. And if if there's one little like Death Star hobbit hole, little weakness in our defense, it's there. Mm -hmm. So I think Tennessee can score maybe 13 points on us. Yeah, I mean, you look at the only team to do it so far, South Carolina, and how they do it. They did it by a speedy wide receiver taking deep shots down the field. I mean, that's that's – that's the way that you've done it in the past. I, I get that the secondary is not the same as it was when we played South Carolina, but to me, it's the only recipe you got. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah, it, it is. It is. That's fair. I just think that's also all Tennessee has. And so if you yes. get, you put Kirby right. and, and, and Dan landing in a room with Muschamp and, and Jamil Adai and those guys. And yeah, it's kind of like, I, I just week. think, yeah, like Kentucky, if you stop Kentucky's run, with Chris, with with Rodriguez, like, great, mm -hmm. you stopped him there. And if you put the ball in Will Levitt's hand, and he's got to sling it over the park. Like, mm -hmm. no, yeah. you don't got it. Yeah. And Tennessee just defaults in that way. So that's, you're right yeah. about that. Um, but man, that that's a fascinating thing. As you look down the schedule, like Georgia Tech is negative an option for G Tech. Like, is that <laughs> nah. is that a possibility? Come on, come on now. You don't think Geoff Collins is going to draw something? Up? He's not. He's not going to scheme something up. I would I would almost say Georgia Tech because I think Kirby will just have fans coming out of the stands to suit up for that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to rest. Well, we got to rest, guys. Like anybody want to get around. Midway through the second quarter, listen. If you're excited about the Brock Vandegrift era, tune in on Thanksgiving weekend because you're going to see a lot of them against Georgia Tech. But that kid's going to get a lot of. Um, a lot of playing time. Uh, all right, John, as we wrap up conversation about the defense, we're going to transition to Kentucky here in a minute. But looking back to the Auburn game and just your general thoughts about this defense and, uh, as as a whole, 
Um, who is the most surprising player on Georgia's defense this year to you? Mm-hmm. In other words, who has outperformed your personal expectations that you had for him the most? Yeah, I was I was personally worried about Latavius Brenny. Um, I think that mm-hmm. position, <clears throat> you know, if you look at in the offseason, uh, where the concern was, it was in the secondary. And then you look at, you know, kind of that the guys in that secondary. And, and I think that particular star position is just so critical to this to this defense, you know, when Georgia, you know, when they're running their mint front and all those things that I was concerned about um, that position. And then, and then when, when Tyke Smith came in and I you know, I think there was like this little bit of like elation, Hey, we've got, we've, we've, we've plugged this, this, this hole we that everyone it. is kind of worried about. Exactly. And then he got hurt. And then you think like, Oh, okay. What's going to happen. And man, I just think Latavius Brenny has just balled out like to the, to the point where, you know, Tyke has missed enough reps now that, he, he played seven snaps against Auburn. He played his first uh, – Tyke Smith played his first snaps in position this year. Um, he played eight snaps before uh, – the week before against Arkansas, but it was all on punt return coverage. Um, so he actually played the position, you know, for the first time this year. But Latavius Brenny for me, has been a surprise. I just think he's a guy mm. that has been – he's been physical – He's been put in positions where he's had to make plays, and he's made them. We we saw in person the the Clemson game where he was making uh, some really key key plays in that game, and I think he's just built off of it from there. Great answer, my yeah. goodness. Yes. Does that mean? My, does that mean you? Boy. Does that mean though, John? You were ready for the forty-one show that has been taking place on this Georgia defense this year because not, we're not, we were not okay. ready for the, for the okay. absolute freak fest that 41 okay. has become. Has no, was, was certainly not ready for, for Channing Tindall. Right. And, and I think like I, the difference for me, I think if you look at that linebacker group, Channing has been a complete surprise and I am, I am pumped to see that guy ball out. It, it you talk about fast and physical, <laughs> like the, especially the fast part. <laughs> I mean, I mean, completely has balled out. Um, but uh, but that linebacker crew, you know, has been it's 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 so good that you kind of miss that when you think about like who are the people that really stand out. You know, it's like Brenny feels like he's yeah. been put kind of on an island over there, and it's like, hey, you're yeah. you're make or break, dude. And then you get you yeah. get Channing, and he, he gets thrown in there, and he makes plays. And uh, but yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. If I had to pick a, you know, to me they're kind of one A one B, with with Brenny with Brenny first, yeah. All right, we got um, we got more to talk about. We're going to shift and turn the page to Kentucky, which we normally don't do till Wednesday. But want to give John a fair shake. So all you Kentucky fans watching and listening right hey. now, um, mm. get excited. John at John Tweet Sports on Twitter. You can direct all of your. <laughs> comments towards him as we do that we want to tell you about betonline.ag we mentioned how georgia is radically covering every spread that's put in front of them this year if you want to place a wager as clint and i have and make a lucrative amount of money as clint and i have betting on georgia football as clint and i have then you can go to betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts they are the place 
that we go to place all of our online wagers for the college football season. Baseball playoffs are here. NBA season is starting up. The NFL is in full swing. College football is in full swing. College basketball, Clint. John, you big college basketball fan, John. I, I love college basketball. I love college basketball. And listen, they, I, I listen – I listened to uh, I listened to Friday's episode and heard heard Clint giving you a little bit of grief over your hey, basketball fandom. College basketball season, John. You're my new co-host. We're coming on. We're doing this Let's thing do right. It. We're doing it. Gladly. We're doing it for real. Get me off this flipping <laughs> place when that comes. <laughs> <My goodness. laughs> Look, we'll, you go to we'll betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag. Place all of your wagers on all of your sports. Um, enter the promo code. Locked on, and you're getting a 50% bonus on your initial deposit. That's free money with which to bet on college football, Major League Baseball, NBA, or NFL, or whatever you want. Go to betonline.ag, enter the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Uh- have our listeners and YouTubers ever watched a man be fired in real time like that? <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> it's rarely been done, but I feel great about it, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't I, say you were fired. You just. No, you're just taking I, you're just on a sabbatical. Absolutely. Oh, I'm on an Urban Meyer is I have a I have a health concern. Is that you? Is that you just want to spend more time with your family. That's what it was. Okay. Please or don't with go on someone. an Urban Meyer on an urban <laughs> sabbatical. You need to yeah. listen. <laughs> I know your family, Clint, and I will not allow you to go on an Urban Please. Meyer type sabbatical. Okay. Please. You're not getting a but, yacht. You're not gonna no. go anywhere near Brady Quinn or the Fox no. big game big new nooner set no. at all. Or any Applebee's. No, no. <laughs> no. Or no, you're not going to go to the upstairs weird bar somewhere in Ohio that, uh, yeah. Oh, you okay. love to see it. Uh, hey, we'll I, think you know I think we'll Urban you know owned the bar too, which is like, anyway. Oh, we'll, he does. Well, um, we'll no. talk about that. Let's, yeah. Uh, what was it about sweat block? Sweat block is what I need right now because I just got fired live on the podcast. Uh, it is doctor created, doctor recommended. It works up for seven days of use. Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on Rachel Ray show by firefighters, which they know something about temperatures. Bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews. Currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category. Manufactured right here in the U.S., of a wear it when you want your little secret of confidence and right now all of our listeners can go over to sweatblock.com get 20 percent off their entire order by putting the promo code locked on that's 20 percent off your entire order at sweatblock.com use promo code locked on or at amazon and cvs all right daniel look ahead to kentucky this is a game that i have said i was nervous about the entire season i looked at this i circled this before we began I thought that coaching staff knows what they're doing. They have built a culture over there. They are undefeated in the SEC. They are ranked high. And all of a sudden, here we are. The week is up before mm-hmm. us. So we're here. Um, John, I, I guess my first question to you is this. Uh, did you have the same trepidation looking ahead to Kentucky as I did? Did you circle this at all as a potential threat game to you? I, I I don't know that I struggled as a threat game. I will tell you this. Um, I I tweeted my uh, SEC predictions, my my order of finish for the year uh, before the season started, and I had Kentucky second in the East uh, over Florida. So I, so yeah. So when you look down that list, right? I think you you look at what Mark Stoops is building. You look, he finally had a quarterback coming in. You know that they're going to be physical and they can play defense under under Stoops. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I had it had it circled as as uh, as Georgia's probably you know kind of best best punch they were going to take in the East. Um, 
I don't. I didn't expect them to be six and zero. Oh. I didn't expect. I didn't expect them to be. You know, pushing the pushing the top ten. Um, and so, uh, you know, this season has been wild. But yeah, I, Kentucky was circled for sure. I didn't expect him to be six and zero, oh, but to be honest, I expected him to be five and one. I expected him to lose to LSU last week. When I looked preseason at Kentucky's mm-hmm. schedule, mm-hmm. you know, I think we all three had him beating Florida at home. If you got to have we him did. finishing second in the East, then yeah. all of us would have predicted that we they would have beat mm-hmm. Florida at home. I, mm-hmm. I expected LSU to be a lot better because I didn't know that Coach O was just going to go full Gene Chizik on his job there at this go. point. Um, but he has, and so LSU is a toilet program. And so, yeah, Kentucky goes in there and scores 100 points against LSU and just runs them out of the checkout line. Um, and, uh, so now they're, they're not only coming in six and oh, but this is, I mean, this program's coming in hot. Like they feel that Kentucky, Feels good about their offense. They feel like they finally have a quarterback who can throw the ball, which to be fair, they haven't had a quarterback who could throw the ball in a decade. And mm-hmm. and like you said, physical defense as always, physical run game as always. Mm-hmm. If if Bro could hold on to the football, their run game would have been would be incredible. Mm-hmm. And so uh to me, John, it's Kentucky fans have plenty of reason for optimism, and yet you don't seem nervous. I don't seem nervous. Clint's now kicked back just enjoying himself a beverage, so he clearly doesn't seem nervous. So, John, why why are we not nervous about Kentucky at this point? Well, I, you know, we, we we I think this segment ties well together because we started with the Georgia defense this this episode and now we're going to talk about them again, right? Like Kentucky John, I don't uh, John, I don't know if you know this, but we have an executive producer who is just he is so exceptional good. at his job. He's he so is M-dubs. exceptional at his yeah, job. Yeah. I've yeah. heard of the M-dubs. Yeah, so good. Yeah, um, yeah. what a guy. It keeps, it keeps things together for sure. It's obvious. Well, it listen, is. so, I, you know, for me, it, for me, I don't, I don't see – I don't know how Kentucky is going to score. So people will point to last week and say, you know, well, look what, look what they did, 40-something points and 470-something yards of offense. LSU has quit. Like that, 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 100%. you know, that, that team, after what they went through at home against Auburn, what they went through with their coach threatening to throw people in the swamp, like they, they have, they, they've called it a day. Um, yeah. that somebody will be was very reporting, Somebody was reporting that Derek Stingley Jr. still not recovered from his whatever injury and was not going to play against Kentucky. And I wanted to, I wanted to just like write in or call in and say, listen, spoiler alert. It has nothing to do with the injury. Derek Stingley no, Jr. is not playing another down for LSU in his yeah. entire life. Like that's it. That ship has yeah. sailed. So, this this team is done. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Kentucky fans. I know uh, your team gave you a great game uh, at, at Kroger Field last week, but coming into Sanford Stadium, 3:30 kickoff, game day uh, will be in Athens again. The crowd will be juiced. I don't see how Kentucky is going to score. Um, they're, they're number, uh, nine in the sec in scoring offense. They're number 10 in the sec in total offense and yards per game. I I just don't see how, for me, the reason I don't have trepidation is like, (laughs) who, who is going to score for Kentucky? No one. Yep. Um, 
And, uh, and you know, it, you all always have Chris Rodriguez is, you mentioned it earlier, you know, I think he's had some ball control issues, but, but the, the guy is a tough runner, but you're not going to run on this George defense. And, yeah, and when you, when you do it, you're not going to do it. And when you take that away and you look at kind of their, the rest of what Kentucky brings to the table, I just don't see how they're going to score. Now their fans have already been saying, you know, uh, uh, we're they're they're going to hammer the points on the twenty two the twenty two point line uh, for, on the Kentucky side and you know and for me I just flex. it's just a weird yeah it's a weird thing they're talking about you know covering the spread and all of these things we probably won't get beat by three by more than three touchdowns I, I mean that's, that's a, where they are right that's and where, so yeah. yeah the good and to news be honest for, that to be honest that's where Auburn fans were last week that's were, like that, that's the that's where, we got that's where Arkansas we got a lot was of heat. Exactly. Because, because most people, yeah. John, I've learned have eyes. Most yeah. people, mm. most mm. people are able to see things. Yeah. Um, and if you're a Kentucky fan, surely you're able to see things and that's, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I would say to, that's what I would say to Kentucky. Uh, you know, take out the LSU game because LSU has quit. And do you really think that your team is going to come into Athens on the road in front of this home crowd in front of that defense and score. So I don't have trepidation there. I also think that this offense, you know, the Georgia offense, it's it's finding its way, whether it's, you know, whether JT is healthy or whether Stetson is out there, you have you have guys that can make plays. And we saw it against Auburn, uh, where, you know, you Auburn went forward on fourth down, didn't get it. Todd Munkin turned around and called a kill shot. It was a 60 yard T D to Lab McConkey. Like I think game over. That, yeah, game over. And I think that Georgia, uh, I just think I just think Kentucky just, you know, uh Kentucky has amazing uh farms and horses and uh horse races, mm. but they do not have mm -hmm. the horses for this game. Look at, look at this great, man. Great. <laughs> great. You know, the it's the limestone that's in the soil yeah. that uh that makes the water so mm -hmm. that when the horses drink it, it strengthens their bones. I don't know if you mm. fellas know that, but that's where mm. the thoroughbreds yeah. come from. Same water that makes makes this glass taste better. Mm -hmm. um, so some some fine things coming out of Kentucky. Absolutely. Some absolutely fine things coming out of Kentucky. Not I mean, going to be a lot of points on Saturday. No, no. And that's the silver lining, right? The silver lining for Kentucky fans is you get to, you get to go home to – to bourbon and horse racing mm -hmm. and you get sure. to enjoy mm -hmm. whatever is left to enjoy of the season. Uh, and but another I think basketball gonna... season that will inevitably disappoint you because your expectations are ridiculous. Yeah. No, we're talking about Kentucky, yes. uh, Daniel. We're not talking about Georgia basketball Ooh. right now. Why would you take a shot at your own team on your own podcast? That's a weird, you. Speaking, of weird you. Flexes. Speaking of weird flexes. That's why, uh, that's, why you Clint, get, that's why you get fired on your own podcast. That's why you get fired on a, <laughs> on a podcast. Look, John, we could sit here all day and talk yeah. to you about Georgia football. Um, I think the only sensible thing to do is we're going to have to have you back on the podcast at some mm. point sometime soon. And so – uh, you can bookmark that. Um, follow this guy at John Tweet Sports on Twitter. I'm talking about real insight, like real spreadsheet no joke, nerd no stuff. Insight. Like, I mean, he's he gets out his pocket protector and he comes out Absolutely. with some hard hitting facts. Uh, so 
get after him on Twitter. Um, follow the podcast, subscribe, and uh, leave us a rating and review. And we will be back tomorrow. Clint, I, we got another guest tomorrow. I think we, we got, got another guests. guest coming. On. Oh, I think we got yeah, another yeah. guest coming on the pod tomorrow. All right, look, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Check back with us. Um, have a great rest of your week. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.